0: Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. Hey, folks. Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess. This is show number 75. If you want to check out my past shows and notes, you can go to callthatgirl.biz slash office365. So, what's this show about? Well, it's about me, my Outlook jobs, my Office 365 work I do, and sometimes I have a guest and sometimes it's just me. And today's show is just me. And before we get going, I want to take a minute to thank our friends over at App River. Uh, you can contact Steve Harris at AppRiver.com if you'd like to get in touch to learn more about their partner and their reseller plans. I will let everybody know that in the past few weeks, I've had some talks with App River. Um, all companies go through changes folks, and they have decided that they are going to have a 10 license minimum moving forward. But if you are a fan of call that Girl's show, you can still get under the old minimum of just even one mailbox. But when you call them, you have to say, call that girl, Lisa Hendrickson or podcast. Okay. And even if you just say podcast, that might not be enough. But there is only nine sales reps there. So they know about me. They know about my fans. And they're very happy with sponsoring the show. So I just wanted to make sure you guys know that that when you call to talk about their reseller partner plans, to mention Call That Girl, Lisa Hendrickson, or the Call That Girl podcast. So um, I'm going on my fourth year of working with App River. And uh, I got to tell you guys that. You know what? I've got hundreds of mailboxes on their system. What I love about working with them is I'm a small business. I'm busy all day doing my Outlook work and my Office 365 migrations, and I do have the partner plan set up, and the reason is because I don't want to deal with invoicing my clients. I don't want to deal with any of the night and weekend password reset problems. I just like doing the labor work that I can bill for but the thing is, is not everything is, you know, sent over to App River. I mean, they can only do so much. Then they pass it back to us as technicians. So that's where I sell my prepaid tickets in coordination with my migration work. So I still continue to build a client. So don't be afraid that you're going to be losing all your, you know, client work to App River. They don't do every single thing, but they are helpful. And when I'm in a migration snag, I got to tell you, it's nice to have them there to help me figure out the DNS issues or other little snags that come up. So that's a little longer of a sponsor for show role here, but I just wanted to get that out. And uh, again, you can contact Steve Harris, sharris at appriver.com. Okay. Now this show is going to, oh boy, I don't even know how to even start it. Should I rant? Should I be mad? Should I be excited? I can't tell at this point because there is a lot of new billable work coming, but unfortunately the billable work for us as technicians, I just want to warn you guys of how I've been warning my clients because there's a lot of things going on that's actually taking more time and you have to have that expectation with your clients that it is going to take more time to fix this because of X, Y, Z. So last show I talked to you guys about... The Google password app, Yahoo password app problems. Um, honestly, it's just been so much. So I'm just gonna start at the beginning. So Google has its two-step verification. So does almost all products these days online, which is fine. Everybody's used to uh, when you sign on a new device, you got to get a text or whatever. I'm used to that. And when that came out, people weren't happy. But they got used to it and I, I actually really like it. But then, such so a two step, um, Google had a what's called less secured app. So if you were trying to set up Outlook or a device possibly and you couldn't get it to, to, uh, set up, you would have to go click on this link, which by the way, this is going to be in my show notes. You could uh, click on this link and then allow less secured apps and then your Outlook would set up and I got very used to that. Okay. Um, I kept that link handy. I'd always have my clients log into Gmail, click on the link. Good to go. Well, in the past few months, there's this new thing called app password that these companies are trying to roll out. And I'm going to tell you that it doesn't always work so well. So I've had some clients just say, F it, turn it off. I don't care. Because it is, it is difficult, and Outlook sometimes is challenged by it. So it is called the App Password, and I'm going to put that in the show notes too. So if you've got the two-step on, the less secured on, and the App Password on, boy, you might be looking for some some authentication troubles. <laughs> that's all i got to say. I've got it kind of down now, but I do this work often. So that's a tip for you folks out there in the field. And uh, I'll put out all three links, actually. And I put it on my newsletter too, I think. But the worst one I had was last week with Yahoo. I have no idea why Yahoo is even in the freaking email business anymore. Everybody that calls in with Yahoo, it's just like a two-hour ticket. And that's great for my billables. But I already know I'm in for a headache. And not every job I have is a headache. I love my great easy jobs for two hours that are just due to doing, but... The struggle ones I have are well, a lot of them are learning lessons. I'll admit that, but uh, they're just challenging and frustrating sometimes. So I helped a client with a Yahoo issue. Um, the the company all used one mailbox with IMAP, and that's fine for the most part. They didn't have a big IMAP mailbox synchronizing. I looked at all the settings. The mailbox matched the OST fine. And actually they had two PCs and two Macs and phones. The only ones that were having problems were the PCs. So I was like, I don't understand why it's working on the Mac, but the security might be different on the Mac itself. I don't know. I don't know that deep, intense security stuff, but I did everything I could to test this account and it would not get through. And the clients had already done the app password. So after an hour of pretty much testing new profiles, testing new app passwords, turning off all their things, turning off two-step, stripping it down to the bare bones, it still wouldn't work. And then to make it worse, the other PC that was kind of working, I ruined that too <laughs> because I didn't ruin it, but we did some more work on the other computers. So the client was not at all mad at me because they already knew that this um, was a hassle on the two PCs. I said, okay, here's what you got to do now. And this was at the hour. I said, call Yahoo and tell them that you hired an expert and these are all the issues happening. I know something's broke on their end. And they emailed me back the next day and said, you're right. They verified that there was broken. That was a known issue and that they would be in touch as soon as it was fixed. Well, okay. Uh, you know, I, I guess I could start a call with the client and say, did you call to make sure it's not a known issue yet? But a lot of they already called Yahoo actually, so I didn't have to do that. Well, that's good to know for me moving ahead. I might do that because honestly, it uh, you know I I I, I kind of felt like God. I hate when that happens. I didn't really fix anything, but I did all my professional troubleshooting. The clients knew that, and so. Anyway, that Yahoo apps password thing, I think is a snag and they knew that. So uh, actually what happened was they said, well, can we move to a Microsoft exchange server? I was like, hello. Yes, you can. And I said, here's how it works. And I'm waiting on them to decide about the company. So that's how that job ended. I wish every job ended with a glorious upsell to exchange. I just would love that. But that's not always the case. Okay. So then let's see, I had another Gmail little issue. Um, okay, the security with Gmail, the devices. I think that might be it. I just wanted to let you guys just really be aware of that. The app's password, secure password, and the two-step and the Yahoo. And now I can move on to talking about the Microsoft worst news I've ever heard. Ugh, okay. Now, if you don't pay attention to all the Microsoft updates, which I, you know, try to catch them when I can, apparently on February, I think 28th, at the end of the month, they're shutting off the download in the Office 365 subscriptions for Office 2013. And when I read that, I just about went into stroke mode. And I'm not even kidding because I still, to this day, still troubleshoot and have to downgrade outlook. Okay. It's very frustrating for me. And I try not to downgrade a client right away, but I eventually know it's probably going to happen. And a lot of technicians out there are like, Lisa, I don't understand why you have so many problems with the 16. It works great for us. I get it that it works great for you. You might be in a managed system. You might be managing your client systems. So there's no outside interference. You know, you've got everything on the same systems, the same network, the same everything. I'm dealing with people that are calling me with the worst case scenario of Outlook problems. You know, they've got iCloud, they have Gmail, they've got a third-party syncing tool with the Google Calendar, they've got POP, they've got IMAP that's broken. I mean, there's so many things. And also, these computers are not getting managed Windows updates. They're just, you know, Windows updates are flying out the window all the time Especially with Windows 10, with those updates just constantly rebooting my computer while I'm at lunch, you know that happens. Plus the Office 365 updates, it's messy out there in the real world. So if you are tech that manages all your stuff, you're not seeing the problems that I'm seeing. Fight, fire- firefighting the the you know the random rest of the world out there. So in 2013, I'm actually going to keep a copy in my. Um, Dropbox for installing if I need to, which I bet you at some point they're going to shut that down somehow. I don't know, but I'm just kind of worried, (laughs) to be honest with you. But that to me was my saving grace for 16. Now I'm going to tell you that today is January 31st. In the last two days, I have helped three clients with Microsoft issues that we had to do the tech expert chat. And I'm going to tell you that it's been very, um, hard for me as an expert to tell a client, okay, at this point we have to pull in Microsoft, but in all fairness, these are not issues that are my problem. They're server issues. And I'm going to explain that coming up here. So the outlook.com, they supposedly said that 95% of all the migration, or excuse me, the mailboxes have been migrated. That's great. But 95% of them cannot be successfully migrated. There's no way. You should see this guy I helped last week. So his mailbox was an old MSN account, which there's a lot of those old legacy Hotmail and, and MSN and Windows Live, or not Windows Live, but Live.com. I mean, all the old freebies from Microsoft. Well, back in the day, they got upgraded so everything synchronized including the calendar and contacts that was on the Exchange ActiveSync. That was a bubble in itself of problems. I remember those calls. People were like, "Oh, my Hotmail is all messed up." So we'd go on and unattach it, reattach it again. That's fine. The old Active uh, Exchange ActiveSync was really quite nice. <laughs> it was it was pretty easy to troubleshoot. Didn't have a lot of problems, okay? So, now they are taking that Exchange Sync and migrating it to an Exchange server. But the Exchange server is kind of like the mini free version of Exchange, uh, you know, not the business level one, but the free one for home users, which is an upgrade from Exchange ActiveSync. It gives them the ability to have synchronized inbox, context, calendar. I think it does uh, notes and a few other little things, which is great for the home user to have it for their iPhone. I mean, I love setting that up for people. It's just like a a mini exchange migration. Still takes me a couple hours and it's all good. But lately these, uh, I think it started in November. They've been starting to migrate all these mailboxes over and some people are having problems. So the fella yesterday with the MSN, um, when you go log into the online, it says either Outlook, God, I forgot. If you go into your Outlook.com, you'll see, you can tell if you, if your mailbox has been migrated or not. There's two ways to know. One says like Outlook mail and the other one says Outlook new email or something. I don't know. But anyway, his was on the new mailbox or the new exchange. But when you go into Outlook, it still won't connect to it with 2016 and it only connects through Exchange Aftersync and even then it freezes up Outlook. I spent hours with this guy. Didn't even bill him for almost all of it because I felt so bad for him. We went on to Microsoft chat twice. The first guy, I actually was super impressed with him. He was like a whiz bang like me. He was doing all this shit. And I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. And I was like, he's a whiz bang. Well, he got it working. 10 minutes later, client calls me and says, it broke again. And... Now, just remember, I've done everything I know. I mean, not only reinstalled, uh, rebooted, reinstalled, downgraded, upgraded, tried just everything I could, turned off everything, safe-moded it. Well, the second gal, she read that guy's notes, and she went into her knowledge base and decided to mess around with all his graphics display card uh, properties and stuff. She spent probably 45 minutes doing all this stuff with graphics. And I'm like, God, what are they doing? I have no idea how they take this. But she said, this can cause problems. And just to let you know, the first guy also turned off this thing called Abby Reader something. Something with uh, Adobe. He said that can cause a conflict too. And my client actually uses that program. So he was like, don't remove it. And the guy did anyway. So the first guy did all his stuff. The second girl did all the display stuff. She... I think got it working too, but again, for just 10 minutes, client called me back again and said it crashed again. And I said, okay, so at this point, um, I think I remember what we did. Oh, he emailed me today uh, and it's Tuesday and said it all crashed again. And at this point, he's willing to separate the two email accounts because what he really has is a program called act that integrates with the outlook and that's his bread and butter for sales. He goes, look, I'm willing to kick off one of the accounts to see if it'll just work with just one and I'll have to deal with it. Well, I know what's happening is that his MSN server is fucked up, okay? I'm just gonna say it that way. It is, and I have a feeling like eventually it'll figure itself out and it will just um, just fix itself. That's what Microsoft told me and um, told me in a client last week That the server will just figure itself out while it's in Outlook. I'm like, oh my God, really? So there was no fix. it'll just figure itself out. Okay, so that fella and I are just going to give him a new profile with just his regular business account and skip the MSN. Okay, then the other guy I had today, he purchased um, Microsoft Home and Business 2016. And he called me pretty much, I don't care if you're a thousand dollars, I just want this shit fixed. And I'm like, okay, fella, what's going on? And he told me, I should, I should grab my notes for him. you guys remember, I get the, the calls of all the calls. Okay. Um, he just told me that he's been on tech support with Microsoft. He's had all these issues. He hates 16. It's only caused him nothing but problems. He had two email accounts with IMAP and there must've been a a problem and it just over synced or something. Cause he had seriously two sets of mailboxes and all the email was scattered all over. It was just a horrifying mess. And, um, so I said to him, okay, let me try to figure this out for you. So when I remote in to do my work, I was do a spot check of all the stuff going on in outlook and the computer before I even start work. Then if I feel I have to, I do a full backup of the mailbox and even the PST if I feel the need because I got to protect myself. I don't know what the hell is going on in there and I need to protect myself and the data and make sure it's secured. And then I said to him, okay, so I did my spot check. We know what the problem is. Now he wants to downgrade to 2013. And I was like, so you purchased it. So here's your choices. You can go off to Amazon and try to buy it, but I'm not a fan of buying software from Microsoft off Amazon. Next, I looked on Amazon and I'm like, you can't even buy one. It, the Microsoft ones were it said that, that you couldn't buy it. And one of them had, I think, like one star. So you know that was parted. So I was like, okay, so that is out. And he said he wasn't interested in that. So then I told him, your other option is to buy a subscription. And there you, for one month now, you could have option to get 2013 and then hopefully we'll keep you a copy of the download. And he goes, I don't want to pay 99 bucks a year for this. And I said, I don't blame you because most of the time the software pays for itself in a year and a half, two years. So and we can keep it forever, right? And I said, okay, client, here's the last option. I said, we're going to get on the Microsoft text chat. We're going to tell them that you need to downgrade. They are going to try to troubleshoot it. I'm going to tell you that right now because these other gals that helped my client the other day, didn't downgrade him at all in their repairs. And I even mentioned it, but I already did downgrade it myself and it still broke. But so back to this client, I said, here's the warnings. They are going to want to troubleshoot it to the very end, wreck all your stuff here. And I'll look, give you a brand new profile and that's it. And he goes, no, I don't want to do that. And I said, well then, Let's just give it a shot. They might give you a new 2013 activation for a purchase. They've done it before, so they might do it now. He was like, okay, let's try it. So at the one hour mark with this guy, I got into Microsoft chat. I pretend I was the client. And I was like, we need to downgrade. And they were like, well, let me try to fix this first. And I wrote back, no, we've already done everything. Just please downgrade us. And the guy was so cool. (laughs) He literally didn't even fight it. I was like, sweet, don't fight us. Just let us do the work. So I kind of watched, uh, I told the client, look, I'm going to go off the clock with you. So you just go ahead and um, finish up with him. He'll do it all. And they will do it all. The guy actually downgraded his key, sent him an email, had to do all this verification, all that stuff. Then he uninstalled the 16. Now, remember, I backed up everything. So I was very comfortable with that. And otherwise I'm not comfortable. (laughs) And then he, the, the tech was starting to say, well, I think you could probably do the rest now with installing and setting up your outlook. And I was ready to chime in and go, no, you're not done yet. Microsoft keep finishing because they will do it, you know? And actually the, um, the, my client said something like, oh, so do I just install and then do something? And I was watching and they were like, well, how about if we just do it for you? And I was like, thank you. That's what I love about Microsoft is that they generally will do it if you ask them. And so they uninstalled it, reinstalled it, set up his Gmail account. And that was my next step anyway, because the two IMAPs were corrupted. So I knew I had to get a fresh download. And just to let you know, by the way, the client had 11 gigs on the Gmail server, which is part of my spot check. And he only had two gigs in Outlook. So obviously there's nine gigs not syncing and he didn't know that, so that's why I make a new profile and get a fresh download. So finally after, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, the guy calls me and says, hey, what do we do now? I go, nothing, let's just let this email download and then once it's downloaded, we can archive the stuff off the Gmail server. So, you know, just to let you guys know that Gmail pretty much has unlimited email for folks. Well, it doesn't bother people on the browser because it's just the browser. But Outlook does have a limit. It's, you know, it's like the human body. I've mentioned this before. You know, sure, your human body can get up to 700 pounds, but is that really good for the skin? No. Outlook is the same way. So um, what I try to do with folks is set up a brand new IMAP Gmail I get all the email and then I archive it off to a local PST that they can then back up themselves. And most of these folks just have junk anyway, junk email, you know, the important, the all mail crap they don't even want. But, um, so he's now letting that download. And then he's so cute. He emailed me after that and he goes, I know we only have like a half hour appointment for tomorrow, but I'd like to really try to book for two hours because I have a lot of questions. And I was like, you're so sweet. Yes, I, I, I'll make room for two hours for you. And, you know, I think when people get somebody that understands email and wants to help, they want to take advantage of it. Like, let me just get everything done at once. So that's that guy's job. Okay, so a few last things I want to say is that um, lately, more than ever, when I'm in people's outlook, I've been seeing uh, this update to 2016 pop up. It's getting very annoying I'm almost ready just to upgrade everybody and say, what the hell, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And upgrades with outlook do have crash competitive, you know, it can crash. And I, I like to try to give my clients warnings, but this one lady I helped last week, that stupid update would keep popping up. And I was like, she must be just f- uh, ignoring it at this point. Cause it was annoying to me. And I think she's afraid to upgrade, which a lot of people should be afraid, but, um, So anyway, I'm getting really tired of that. So I'm thinking about just doing it. I know they want to get rid of 2013. I don't want to see that go away. But if I downgrade someone to 13 to fix a problem, then they get that upgrade button. And I'm like, that's so annoying. And you cannot just delete it that I know of. Now, if anybody knows how to get rid of it, please email me. I would love to know how to get rid of it. I haven't looked into it to get rid of it. But anyway, um, another thing I'm noticing with my Office 365, I have the subscription as well. Um, I'm actually noticing about once or twice a week when I go to open in my Word and my Excel, my last files are going back to like a year and a half ago or last summer. And it's starting to really tick me off because I'm like, where's my stuff? You know, I keep things pinned at the top so I can go reference them quickly And, uh, poof, they're gone. I've been finding documents from last summer and one time it was a year and a half ago and I was like, oh my God. Again, I think those are just random updates. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm just letting you folks know that that's what's happening to me. And let's see, I think that's enough with the Outlook updates and the Microsoft issues and the Gmail and the phishing. My last show, I talked about the phishing quite a bit. Um, my uh, newsletter seemed to do pretty good, but I didn't get any calls from it to have people help set up any stuff. So I think people are like, eh, uh, my password's good enough. <laughs> well, let's hope. Um, now, I think I've told you guys in the past that I created a training course with Matthew Rodella. Uh, we created it, let's see, last summer, May through September. Actually took us about four months to get done. It's called the Computer Business Breakthrough. Now we created this course with the intent of making an ebook originally, and then the ebook we kind of you know got thinking about it, and I said, why don't we start doing videos because that seems to be more popular, or do a webinar? So we actually uh, created the content, got the outlines done, secured our training, we sent it out to our list of people. We had uh, quite a few students sign up, and then. Right at the end, we decided to do a um, recording instead of doing a live webinar. But I'm so happy we did because Matthew and I, while we were doing the um, the courses, they end up being sometimes three and four videos long for each course because we were so excited to show people all these little things that we were learning along the way. So, um, so just to let you know that we intended this to be for. Uh, people who wanted to break out of one thing and niche into another. So, like, you know that I used to just be a general technician, but I always loved Outlook, and eventually I niched out and just started doing Outlook and office only because that's where my path went. Matthew he was a repair tech also. He started doing websites. Now all he does is website work all day. So we both kind of found our niche in the world, and we decided to create the course. But the final thing we figured out about the course was that it really – It really wasn't, um, when we were finally done, we realized that it's just not for people that want to niche out. It was actually a very good instructional course on many, many things. And it goes from operations and procedures and marketing and blogging and analytics and financials and all the stuff we do, the how I schedule appointments. We kind of called it the soup to nuts. So if you folks are interested in checking it out, you can go to computerbusinessbreakthrough.com we have a ton of information on the sales page. And we have at the very bottom a couple of free videos from Troy Anderson from Repair Shopper and Ken Dwight from The Virus Doctor, who um, you know, were really nice and sat down with us and talked about their early days before they went and niched out on their own. And they're pretty interesting interviews. So I recommend you check them out. And then if you join and become a student, The courses are go at your own pace style. So you can take a week or two or six months, whatever. Do each class at your own level. We have homework. We've got worksheets. And then you can also join our Facebook group, which is only for students who are in the courses or have graduated. So there you go. Okay, now I've got two more announcements. And then we're going to close the show. So I'm thinking about starting to do something a little more interactive with social media for the show. And I'm also thinking about renaming the show. I'm not sure if I want it to be called the Call That Girl Office 365 show anymore. Mostly because I talk about Outlook the most, but I also think I should I want to talk about other things with computers and technology and things I I you know, I kind of like to expand the show up a little bit and maybe have different guests on that relate to the office and outlook world, but, uh, I don't want to steer completely away with, from it, but I'm putting it out there that I think I might call it the call that girl show. And I might go live on zoom, which is a recording software. And, uh, if you wanted to, you could watch live, you can chat live with me, participate and, and you know, ask questions or whatever. And then it's recorded so I can put the audio up on my Podbean channel. So it's a regular podcast. And I could go and put it out on YouTube, which people could watch there as well. And you know, last summer I played around with the video thing and then I took a break from it because I just wasn't mentally ready to just do that. But I think I am. I've been doing the Zoom stuff for so long. And Matthew and I actually used it in our computer business breakthrough that I just love it. The Zoom thing is so cool. And I thought if people could say, oh, hey, she's doing a live show. I'll check her out for a little bit. You know, that's a nice way to interact with people and and actually attract more people than the podcast get because not everybody does podcasting. So we'll see. I've got it on my list. I'm trying to figure it out. But for now, the shows will just be regular. But I will have a big announcement probably when I do it. And then finally, I am doing a show on Friday uh, with Tom Lawrence from Lawrence Systems out of Detroit him and I are going to have a Office 365 versus Google Apps showdown. And Tom and I can go head-to-head on this because we're both techs who work deeply with our own product. And him and I, I know, are going to have a battle royale. So <laughs> that one I'm going to probably do live on Zoom, so that's why I wanted to get this show out beforehand. Um, if you're interested in watching that, I will try to put a link Somewhere, let me think. I will put it on the callthatgirl.biz slash Office 365 site in the morning with the time that we're approximately going to be on. So if you want to try to catch it, but after that, I'll try to have a place where everybody can go all the time. We'll see. Okay, folks, that is it this week. Try to keep them short and sweet. Next show after Tom with the showdown, I am going to do the show about the Office 365 best syncing software. Uh, because that's been on my plate and I've been kind of lazy about it. So I apologize, but we will get that one done. All right. Well, this has been a Heyman Hendrickson production. Thank you to Mitch Heyman for doing all my, f- my favorite producing for the show here. Uh, if you want to uh, email me with any topics or ideas, you can email me Lisa at call that girl dot biz. And don't forget to check out the show at office, th- excuse me, call that girl dot 365 all right, guys. See you Friday. Bye.